I marched down the street, my steps driven by determination and purpose. I now had a solid lead, something that had the guidance of finality to the strenuous ordeal. I was close, close enough for the bitter spice of resolution to dance on my tongue, taunting me with its flavor. I had to finish this quickly, before the sun rose in the sky. If the lunars were indeed involved, then the night was my friend. As soon as the moon disappeared, so would they. I rushed my way to the barber shop, fighting the time that pressed me, pushing my way through the crowd of early morning risers that had begun claiming the streets. The smell of fresh baked bread filled my nostrils as the bakeries started early, getting ready for the day. Soon I saw the spiraling red and blue touch the corner of my eye, and I wove my way towards it, ducking my head so as not to be noticed. I glanced around, making sure that no one was looking, and quickly picked the simple lock, slipping inside quietly as the heavy door gave way to my expertise. A wave of sanitizing agents struck me, clearing away the inviting smell of bread and replacing it with a clinical feeling of uneasiness. The room was still dark, strips of light from the outside, lamp lights shining in through the small cracks, the tightly woven shutters. I scanned the room as my eyes adjusted, looking for anything that would seem out of the ordinary for an establishment that was so cleverly named as this. The room was long and narrow, stretching back for about 25 feet, shadows claiming whatever else lay beyond. On either side of the broom closet of a building, there sat three barber chairs in a straight line, separated by chunks of ghostly checkered flooring. The throbbing pain started to slowly creep back into my head, pounding at my skull, begging to break free, the smell of the establishment beckoning the previous whiskey haze to come calling again. I closed my eyes and gritted my teeth, trying to ignore the pain, but now it was all I could focus on. I started to feel a little dizzy, the urge to sit down almost overwhelming me. I grabbed the arm of one of the chairs before I fell over from the engulfing agony, suddenly realizing this new sensation was not natural, as I took a deep breath trying to clear my head, but instead tasting the burn of bleach and ammonia. Someone did not want me here. Any barber would know not to mix chemicals like this without wanting any specific results. Dick, what are you doing here? I spun on my heel, trying to find the source of the voice while trying to keep myself upright. The toxic fumes had a chokehold on me, pulling ever tighter to keep me disoriented. Who said that? The light from outside started to blur, lines crossing each other as I focused on the form at the back of the room. See there, Dick? We have ourselves a problem. My eyes strained, digging away at the layers of darkness shrouding the figure in front of me. What's the problem? Maybe if you came a little closer, we could just talk it out. I could offer you a lucky. I'm trying to quit. Thanks for the offer, though. I took a few staggered steps in the form's direction, hands sliding into my jacket in search of my holster. I heard the click of a hammer, cueing me to stop whatever I had planned. It seems I was at a disadvantage in this current situation. I wouldn't do that if I were you. I made the quick decision to tell a small fib. I was just going against your fatherly advice and, and reaching for my smokes. I can't imagine adding tobacco to your lungs would help you right now. Keep your hands where I can see them. I raked my brains, trying to place the familiar voice, but impenetrable fog in my mind blocked out the memories that I tried to recall. Jimmy! Put him in the chair. Someone grabbed me by the neck and shoved me roughly into the chair that I had used to prop myself up. 
my only source of stability, now turning into my prison. You made a mistake coming here, Dick. Well, that must mean I'm in the right place then. Or maybe the wrong time? When do you open anyway? Another hand grabbed the back of my hair, pulling my head against the headrest of the barber chair, making me even dizzier, causing my vision to swirl faster and faster. It also seems you're the right guy to ask about Bruce. You know, Bruce Fletcher? I know a body was found, and it's probably him, but I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask. I think you should be a little more worried about yourself than a stiff. Well, if I'm about to die, then it looks like I won't have to worry about much of anything. Am I right or wrong? It wasn't me, but he was a hit. Can't play the outfit like a stacked poker table, Sawyer. Everybody pays in the end. I heard the snap of a straight razor opening. Jimmy, just take a little off the top. Make sure it's nice and clean. I rolled my eyes back, seeking the face of the man I had known for years. You don't have to do this, Jimmy. The grip tightened on my hair. Need and want are two different things, Sawyer. I don't want to do this, but I don't have a choice. Goodbye. I needed to act fast. Otherwise, this next haircut was going to be my last. In desperation, I threw my arm up, knocking away the descending blade, cutting the back of my hand in the process. With him off balance, I took my chance and lurched out of the chair, the grip on my head ripping out some of my hair. I hit the ground and rolled to the side, trying to avoid the sharp blade of impending doom. Death may have come knocking, but I was too busy trying to stay alive to come answer its call. My forty-five felt heavy as I pulled it from my shoulder holster, arms dragging from the weight of a quick decisions fluttering alongside my heart. I aimed for Jimmy's shoulder, pulling the trigger as my aim swayed to the right. A spray of mist flew from him as the bullet connected with flesh. Jimmy dropped the razor as he clutched at the fresh wound. Get out of here, Jimmy! He didn't think twice as he sprinted for the door. I turned and focused my aim on who I now knew to be Clay. Newfound determination overriding the noxious gas, tainting my actions. Through the haze of newly added gun smoke, I could see him walking closer to me with his hands at his sides. Clay, the jig's up! There's nowhere to run! A guttural growl was the only response I received. His feet reached the light from the shutters, illuminating long, black claws and matted fur, which each new step he took, my heartbeat quickened. This was the first time I had ever actually seen a lunar in person. Clay, stop where you are! Like I said, Sawyer, you made a mistake coming here. The face of a wolf with snarling teeth and soulless eyes launched itself at me as I lay there. I felt the kick of the revolver before I even realized I had pulled the trigger. The noise reverberating off the floor and the walls next to my ears. The flash of the light emblazing his features, etching them into my mind as if time had stood still. His emotions shifted from ones of triumph and confidence to lesser desirable ones like defeat and realization of the situation. He stood there for a moment before slowly collapsing to the ground, his lupine figure morphing back into a more natural human shape, a broken man whose judgment was clouded by animalistic greed. I tried to pull myself up using the chair, but the concussion of gunfire and still lingering fumes of weaponized chemicals robbed me of my strength, forcing me to crawl towards my salvation, quickly slipping away from me like my consciousness. But as I neared the door, it swung open, as if the tunnel was welcoming me home. Jimmy stood there, outlined by the light of the rising sun like a spectral lifeline, waiting to pull me ashore. 
He grabbed me and hauled me outside, the lack of use in both arms not hindering his strength as he threw me like a rag doll onto the pavement. I coughed as my lungs filled with a sweet air of Chicago, my eyesight clearing as the burn left them. I gazed up at Jimmy, blood dripping down his sleeve to puddle on the street. You could have killed me, Dick, but you let me go. Now we're square. You go on your own way. Get out of here. He turned and ran off, leaving me there. I slowly regained my senses and my balance, enough to stumble my way back to the office, ignoring the looks I received from the general public, haunted by the knowledge of the paperwork that was sure to follow, not to mention the inevitable consolation I would have to provide to a grieving widow when I gave her my report. It was going to be a long day.